Hello and welcome to the Speaking Out podcast from the New Mexico Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Our goal is to highlight our programs and the amazing work that they're doing around the state, provide discussion around the topics of domestic violence, and create an environment of education and empowerment for anyone that may be experiencing domestic violence. This is part one of a two-part episode to honor two amazing advocates that were nominated by Linda Tollefson of El Refugio Inc. in Silver City, New Mexico. Linda nominated both Diana Gordillo and Clarissa Sierra for their outstanding work, and we are so honored to have them as our April Advocates of the Month. Well, thank you again for talking with me today. Linda, since it was your nomination, I would love to hear from you about why you decided to nominate your advocates for Advocate of the Month. Diana and Clarissa are both really young advocates. They've been working for the agency, both of them about over a little over a year now. I want to say they were hired a few months, maybe a few months apart. And we do several different things during the holidays. But one of the things that we do is called Adopt a Family. And during that time, it is a lot of, a lot, a lot of extra work. (laughs) So I was just really impressed with the young advocates because they came in, we started doing adoptive family, and that is where different agencies, we reach out to agencies all over the community to try to get them to help our clients that are housed outside of the shelter and also adopt the clients that are in the shelter. And so they just started working hard. I mean, we just, we got all our families taken care of. I think it was like 20, 24, 24, between 25 and 30 families. And they just, they wrapped gifts, they organized everything. And the whole agency kind of does that. I mean, we all pitch in for this, but they were going above and beyond. They did delivering to families and just taking food to families. They went um, shopping for bikes with a bunch of families, just met up at the store with them. And so I was just really impressed with that. And also we do a lot of our clients that get permanently housed. They get a grant that helps them buy furniture that they need to reestablish. And these girls just go to the apartments. They put bunk beds together. They put side tables, dressers. I mean, they'll just really, really work hard to help families in any way. So I was just really impressed with that. And I wanted them to be recognized because I really wanted them to continue to do this work from the heart, to know that people are noticing. We notice how hard you're working. We see the heart that you're putting into this because that's not part of our job. You know, they they go above and beyond and really care about the clients. So that was really important to me. And I just really wanted that to be recognized for those two young girls, young advocates, I should say. <laughs> We're really lucky. We have we have so many amazing people that work here. I would have put everybody in if I could have, you know, but it asked specifically for advocates. But I mean, even during Adopt a Family, everybody from Charlene all the way to our maintenance person pretty much is involved in some way or another, whether it's when you're on break, you're going to wrap some gifts. When you're at lunch, you're going to put some stuff together for family. I mean, it took everybody to to put it together. It's just that these two, they just went above and beyond. And the, the fact that they go and they help clients move into their homes is a big deal to me because that's 
that's something you do not have to do. But they'll load up in their own vehicles. They'll go over there. They'll help them set up their internet because some clients don't know how to do any of that. You know, they'll help them set up their TVs and just all these different things that you don't really think of. But it's something that clients really need support doing, you know. Well, thank you so much for nominating them and giving us the opportunity to learn a little bit about all the work that they've been doing and how amazing they are. Now we're going to transition to our conversation with Diana Gordillo. Hello, Diana. Firstly, I want to thank you for joining, but I also want to congratulate you on being one of our two Advocates of the Month for April. Would you mind telling us a little bit about you and the work that you do with El Refugio, Inc.? Um, yeah, uh, thank you, Rochelle. I'm so glad to, you know, get a chance to talk with you. So my name is Diana Gordillo. Um, I work at El Refugio here in Silver City, New Mexico. I've been working here for about 18 months, and I, I enjoy it a lot. You know, it's hard work, but it's, it's good work. But I grew up in Silver City here, lived here my whole life. So yeah, what, what made you want to become an advocate? Well, I got my degree um, in psychology with a minor in chemical dependency counseling. So I just figured it was a kind of a good area for me to at least get started in with this work. My ultimate goal is to really work with at-risk youth and to help them get better resources and stuff like that. So this is just like a, a good starting point, I feel. <laughs> Had you worked as an advocate prior to this job or was this your first role as an advocate? Um, this has been my first role as an advocate. Um, I have worked with nonprofit organizations in the past, but this was my first like advocate working with client role. So it's been definitely different. And the job I had before this was a coffee shop. So <laughs> yeah, a little different. What do you think is the most important aspect of being an advocate? I think the most important aspect of being an advocate is listening without judgment. And really being able to take these clients and see these people as people and to, you know, listen to them and be able to empathize with them and not judge them for things they've done or decisions they've made, you know, and to be there and support them. What made you interested in advocacy work? I know that you mentioned that you're interested in helping at-risk youth, but what got you interested in that work? So it was actually a friend I had a long, long time ago. We, we met in preschool, actually, and we became best friends. We were inseparable all the way through second grade. And um, in second grade, I moved towns. But we kept in contact. We wrote letters back and forth. You know, we, we did all that. And eventually, she was in and out of group homes and foster homes because of her family life. And then in and out of group homes and foster homes turned into in and out of jail and rehab. And she would always contact me when she got out of jail or when she gets out of rehab or, you know, and she'd, she'd always have this like little breakthrough. And then she'd contact me and be like, Hey, I'm doing so good. And I just, I know you'd be happy for me, you know? And she was the reason I ended up getting my minor in chemical dependency counseling. She's who inspired me to do that. And she still contacts me every once in a while, you know, and it's always good to hear that she's doing good. And that's really what pushed me into advocacy work, I think, was was her. What do you think is one of the biggest successes that you've had as an advocate? My biggest successes as an advocate, I think, would be getting people into permanent housing. It is it's just 
my favorite thing, you know, because we're, we're, I'm a shelter advocate, right? So we have these people come in and they're, they don't have a house. They don't have anything. And we help them get household items, beds and kitchen supplies, and we help pay for their rent. And, you know, we, we give them that chance, that stepping stone to be able to get their own lives back. And I, I just love that. What is something that you feel your community struggles with the most in Silver City? Mental health services. We used to have a behavioral health unit at our hospital, and it closed a couple of years ago, kind of around the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And since then, we our homeless population has increased. We see a lot of you know drug use and mental health issues here in our shelter, which, I mean, they go hand in hand with domestic violence a lot of times. And just having proper help for people who are really struggling with that, you know, like we have people who are constantly in and out of our jail because of mental health issues. And that's just, it's, it's not what they need. You know, they need more support and inpatient help. You know what I mean? We just, we don't have that opportunity here and being so rural, it's hard to find those, those services. If someone in your community were listening and wanted to help, what would you suggest for them to do? Volunteer, go help out. You know, um, we have so many nonprofits in town. We have we have our homeless shelters. We have our gospel mission. We have just all these all these nonprofit organizations that help out the community and stuff. But they always need help. We always need volunteers. You know. I do want to ask you a little bit about the reason you were nominated. Could you tell us about the work that you did over the holidays with Adopt a Family? Yes, we did Adopt a Family. Adopt a family. We have people from the community who want to help out or, you know, give someone Christmas is basically what we do. And we would have people would call in from the community and say, hey, I want to help out a family. I want to adopt a family. And so we, you know, pick out a family for them, like whatever their price range, budget range was. We pick a bigger family or a smaller family and we give them the ages and sexes of the kids and the mom or the dad, or whoever it was, you know, and um, they would go purchase toys, and uh, full things, or Christmas dinner, and we did that, but we also, with that, did the Toys for Tots, so we wrapped presents. Linda, Linda said we played elves all, all through December, and so we just spent the entirety of December wrapping presents, and collecting presents, and getting presents and food out to families who needed it and, you know, couldn't couldn't or didn't have the resources to do it for themselves. And, yeah, it was really fun. It was, I, I like being an elf. We, we went and bought bikes. And, I mean, we – I think we bought, like, 22 bicycles for kids, local kids who needed them. And that was so cool. And getting to take the parents to Walmart for them to pick out the bikes for their kids and – just seeing how happy they were. And, you know, we had one grandma who who started crying, you know, cause she, she just couldn't have ever even fathomed being able to give this to her grandkids. And it just, it, it makes you smile, you know, to be able to, to help out like that. One of my favorite things was after we would wrap the shelter toys, like for the shelter kids, we would come put them underneath the tree in the shelter. And man, the kids would just light up when they saw how many presents were under the tree. I mean, it was, overflowing out from underneath the tree into the walkway. <laughs> it was just, it was great. 
Well, thank you so much for working so hard on that and for making a difference for your clients. And obviously, it was worthy of being nominated. So we just want to thank you for the work that you did. So my last question is, what do you do to take care of yourself so you can keep showing up for your clients? That's a good question. Um, Self-care for me, I think it, it really depends on like what I'm going through at the time, I guess. I you know, sometimes for me, self-care is coming home and playing with my daughter, you know, and just forgetting about work and everything that entails with it, you know. Other times, it's, you know, going out and just doing something on my own, just being alone for five minutes, you know. I like to go hiking, and I like to go to concerts, and that's really a big one for me. Um, Music is such a healing thing for me. I go to therapy, I'm on medication, (laughs) you know, so I think it's just the little things here and there, you know, just little things that make, make the dopamine and the serotonin come back. (laughs) (laughs) And I I do find joy at work too, you know, I mean, um, I like to just go sit out and hang out with the clients and talk with them and, you know, get to know them as people and I like that. Well, thank you so much, Diana, for your work and for chatting with me today. Next week, we will continue our Advocate of the Month conversation when we sit down and talk to Clarissa Sierra. We want to thank our programs that work tirelessly across the state to support those affected by domestic violence. Each and every staff member, advocate, therapist, and supporter is important. We appreciate you. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, there is help available. Please call the hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233 or visit their website on a safe device at www.thehotline.org. Love our conversations? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and share our podcast. You can submit questions and feedback to Rochelle at nmcadv.org. Thanks for listening in.